Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week we review the 2021 Disney movie Jungle Cruise. We discuss how very similar it is to Pirates of the Caribbean. And The Mummy. (laughs) All at the same time. Yes. We go to Romance Corner and discuss Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson. And seeing Dwayne Johnson tell dad jokes on a boat, that does it for me. Stephen really likes this movie. I'm so, so on it. Watch him just gush about Dwayne Johnson for about an hour. All this and more. On Movies on the Side. Very good. Nate, this movie solidifies my thinking that I will watch Dwayne The Rock Johnson in anything, and in anything, he is great. I love Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, <laughs> and how many pedals are you giving it? This will be a real short episode. <laughs> oh, Nate, I was initially resistant about this movie because I'm like, this is about a Disney Jungle Cruise ride in the Magic Kingdom that they are extrapolating into an entire movie. But it stars two huge actors. And then you think to yourself, when has Disney done this before? Have they done this before? And then you remember Pirates of the Caribbean is a ride at the Magic Kingdom that they wait turned a, into a wait movie. A and many movies. Are you telling me Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride at Disney World, existed before the movie? Oh, Steven, Steven, Steven. Absolutely. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. It was oh, a ride. Goodness. And the homages, there are like references to the ride in the original movie. Okay. Okay. And then they went and changed the ride somewhat so that, you know, before Johnny Depp was canceled, they had him in there. I'm not sure if he's still there. No, Jack Sparrow's not canceled. So it's just Johnny right, Depp. Right, right. Wait, why is, why, is, why is Johnny Depp canceled? Uh,. Uh, he's done some bad things. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay. We won't go there. <laughs> we don't have to go there. Okay. So I had never done the Pirates of the Caribbean ride until after the movies came out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. assumed. Oh, so you really, you really confused the chicken and the egg, huh? I did. I did. <laughs> For example, yeah. in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, there was like the prisoners reaching the animatronic prisoners reaching through the bars uh for like with a dog that's holding the keys oh, that's like a part of the okay. ride that they then included in the movie anyway nice all all to say they turned a disney ride into a movie into a blockbuster series incredible okay have you ever done the jungle cruise at disney world i must have mm-hmm. but it does not hold much memory in my mind yeah. i'm i'm sure i have I'm pretty sure it's notorious for the guy who makes the ride. I didn't, didn't intend to rhyme, but right. but you know the corny jokes right. and and the host or whatever is what makes the ride. And I have to say, when we get to the point in this movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson is making corny dad jokes on the boat, yes, I yes. loved every minute of it. Absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll take it all. Yes, it was amazing. I had not seen him in something like that before, and I loved it. Hey, McGregor. I had a girlfriend once. She was cross-eyed. Didn't work out. We could never see eye to eye. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that your idea of a joke? That is not funny. I'm also quite sure she was seeing somebody on the side. <sighs> That's so now I think to myself, there has to be a time. Time was. In real life. There has to be a time where Dwayne The Rock Johnson went to Disney World to promote this movie. Oh. Mid-pandemic. And did like 
a tour like was a tour guide on a ride right you're you're trying to tell me Dwayne the rock johnson was like 30 miles away from me is that what you're saying well he has definitely been 30 miles away from you because he's now in cahoots with disney right but like can't you picture as the promotion i feel like i need to go to youtube and be like Dwayne the rock johnson is a surprise jungle cruise tour guide for one ride you think he did that i think he did i mean doesn't that make sense uh, it's sort of like they, they had Johnny Depp like go on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. I feel like if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was trying to sneak on one of those Jungle Cruise boats at Disney World, they would just be hysteria. I'm not saying hysteria. The, I'm not saying the I'm not saying the boats would be filled with non actors. Oh, you're. So, oh, I assume I that this would be like this, and this is friends and family. I mean, okay. Can you trust the public? No. Is there anyone in life? Well, yes, that's a flat no for you, Stephen. But is there anyone in life that would be more at risk of being mobbed and discovered at Disney than Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Put him in a baseball hat. Put him in a trench coat. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. Doesn't matter. I'm not sure if it's safe for this man to move about in real life. There is. I've seen little videos of him, I guess, driving in his Beverly Hills home. I don't know where he lives. But there was one... Time he like went by a tour bus. I guess there are tour buses that go through these like famous people neighborhoods mm-hmm. in California. And he was extremely nice. He actually like got out of his Jeep, like freaked out everybody on the tour bus, like went up on the bus and took some selfies. So he, he's a very kind guy. But apparently, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at pictures now and I, I'm texting them to you. They did go did you do it? to Disneyland mm-hmm. and support it. So he wasn't over here in Florida, but he and Emily Blunt oh, okay. surprised Disneyland guests as secret skippers on the uh, Jungle Cruise ride there. Yeah, secret is in quotes because it's not like he can you can sneak through Disneyland. I don't know. I don't know the Dis- the Disney parks have a lot of secret tunnels and like punji traps and you know hidden walls. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, he he pops up <laughs> where the hippopotamus pops up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's Dwayne. Exactly. Nate, I loved him in this movie. Yeah. And I'm just going to lay all the cards on the table. Emily Blunt also loved in this movie. The Tears of the Moon. Oh, come on. I believe that the legend is real. Which it's not. And I'm going to find it. Which you won't. And when I do, just imagine the lives that could be saved. Yeah, Emily Blunt is very, very winsome yes. in this movie. The charisma from these two mm-hmm. actors, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are the bottom two blocks of this Jenga tower of a movie. <laughs> because they're like, what else do you need? Nothing. We have these. Yeah, you two. need nothing else. Nothing. Nothing else. All right, Nate. Rotten Tomatoes. This movie. What do you think critics mm. gave it? I'm going to say critics are at 43. <laughs> that's, a, that's a low ball. Critics gave it 62. So it is still a fresh movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think audience gave this movie? Audience 89. Very close. 92. Audience gave it 92 <laughs> percent. Because it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Also, Paul Giamatti's in this movie for like five minutes. <laughs> oh, we need to, we need to talk about Paul Giamatti. Why is he showing up in all these random movies as these tiny like roles? He owes somebody something. Do you know what I mean though? Like he he's been a part of some random movies, like small roles. Somewhere out there, there's a parrot that says, "Paul owes me money. <laughs> what? Get him in the movie." What what is happening why, with Paul Giamatti? Why is Paul Giam? Why is Paul Giamatti? <laughs> where is where is Paul Giamatti? A Mario esque Italian. Yeah, that's it. Why? is he doing maybe the worst and 
potentially verging on offensive. Right. It's a me, Paul Giamatti. Hey, uh, Frankie, you know what today is? It's the third Tuesday of the month. My money, Frank, my contanti. He was in San Andreas, too. He and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, are, are oh, they like, are they developing? I think he has a blood debt <laughs> to Dwayne. I was going to say bromance, but sure, blood debt. Might be that, too. Yeah, like Dwayne, well, I mean, can you, Paul Giamatti was driving through Beverly Hills. Right. His car flipped over, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson saw him, flipped the car <laughs> flipped back the car. over, saved his life. Oh, I see. And Paul says, I'll be in every movie you're in if you need me. Nate, I just saw, because I'm looking at Paul Giamatti's IMDb filmography, uh-huh. that apparently... A sequel to the disaster movie San Andreas has been greenlit, <laughs> and Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Paul Giamatti. I don't even remember him in that. They movie. will replace. Wait, what is he's he the in scientist that movie? guy? He's the scientist guy. He doesn't. He doesn't die in it. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. They, no, his friend scientist dies by like when they're on the Hoover Dam or whatever. Oh yeah. But yeah, Paul yeah. Paul okay. Giamatti lives. Paul Giamatti goes on TV with that news anchor. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Listen, listeners, go back. We reviewed San Andreas on this podcast. You can go back. Listen to that episode. So you can prepare yourself for the sequel. Yeah, right. So we watched this with the entire family, this Jungle Cruise movie. Uh, and I, We need to talk about <laughs> family friendliness for a second. Yeah. I don't often think about this. Uh-huh. But while I was watching this movie, uh-huh. it is PG-13. Yes. And dare I say, this movie has some troubling imagery. I turned to Jill after we finished this, and I said, this movie, I think should have been it is based on jungle cruise a very delightful ride uh-huh. at disney why is this not a pg movie why action why can't you just like hey how about you don't have snakes come out of a man's face so that i mean okay so i saw the trailer for this movie and i immediately said well we can't watch this as a family because it looks super creepy it looked like a very creepy movie uh-huh but there were friends over and there was this you know, uh, peer pressure. There was this movie pressure. It said, let's watch a movie. But the problem is. All of a sudden, I'm 16. Everyone wants to watch Dawn of the Day. <laughs> no. I just had a but flashback. As I was literally trying to see what movies we could watch. And every movie was going to be problematic or too mature or whatever. And honestly, this one was like the common denominator. Like it was just the easiest. Like there might be some creepy stuff. We'll just tell younger children to close their eyes when we get to it. But once the movie was over, mm-hmm. my wife actually said, that was a really clean movie. That was pretty good. Whoa. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so the snake's in the face, not a big deal. And we, we told Elise to close her eyes early on when the guy was like putting the water on the conquistador as he was stoned. He was like talking to the snakes. You know that part? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And we were like, I right, close your eyes because something creepy is going to happen. And something creepy did happen. You know, all the snakes came alive. Yeah. But right. then later when the conquistadors that are, you know, one's made out of bees and one's made out of snakes. It's just Davy <laughs> Jones crew jungle <laughs> yeah, edition. Exactly. Once they're like in the woods just talking to each other kind of comedically, <laughs> we were all like, yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> Go ahead and watch it. And no one had a nightmare. But they, like people get, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Okay, well, great. I mean, that's the, that's the, the litmus uh, test. I mean, like, the vines of the jungle, like, drag them back, screaming through the forest. Yeah, that's kind of a cool effect. Uh, that's kind of cool, though. It's. A, I mean, listen, it's a cool effect. But this movie, I was like, man, you are, like, you could really have, like, a pretty solid PG movie with a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And you decided, like, ah, 
we really want to have this guy like yeah i know yeah <laughs> yeah and there's i guess there's some some violence i'm just saying i'm not often thinking uh, family friendliness in the movies i watch but for disney's the jungle no just jungle cruise not the, right right no the, it does feel like the. you couldn't you couldn't have this be just a nice pg thing for the whole family yeah i did not care for the snakes crawling under the guy's face mm, skin mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Yes. I could have done with that. That yeah, was like don't enjoy scarab that. vibes from the mummy. Oh, okay. Speaking of the mummy, yeah. Did you get hard mummy vibes with the picture? Of this Dwayne Johnson is Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Emily Blunt <laughs> is Rachel Wise. Comedic, funny, oh, scared yes. brother is comedic, funny, scared brother. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I didn't even make that connection. Yes, absolutely. That's the deal. Now, who did it better? Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt? Oh, man. You came to ask me about Hamanaptra. How do you know that the box pertains to Hamanaptra? Because that's where I was when I found it. I was there. I think, okay, Dwayne Johnson is playing Dwayne Johnson, right? <laughs> Can we all just say, like, that's him? I mean, the dad jokes, fe- okay, before we answer this question, I, we need to hit on something. Mm-hmm. That This is a common corner, but I think it's imp- it's important before we say who did it better Mm, yes romance corner Mm. i feel like i have only seen dwayne the rock johnson play the separated or ex-husband in disaster movies right i feel like i have not seen him in a movie where literal romance is a key element of the film correct so seeing that in this movie (laughs) yes this movie yes he has a romance Uh (laughs) there's romance chemistry Uh uh-huh with him and Emily Blunt, and I, I thought it felt weird. Yes. Seeing him doing that felt weird to me, <laughs> and I don't know what to think about that. I, I think we've discussed this maybe in Skyscraper. Yes. That it is hard to picture, this is, and maybe this in general is the life of Dwayne Johnson, but it is just in general hard to picture him as a romantic interest of someone. It is... At times, he is such a large man, <laughs> and he is such a almost superhero-esque figure, and you would think it would work, but there is something very friendship vibe with him where he's a a very safe and like, like he's the kind of guy that would be like, yes, I would like, I would like to go hang out with him all the time, and but I could also picture him and my wife going out hanging out as well and i would be like yes dwayne johnson please you are a great friend to the whole family i mean i'd want to be there for that i don't know if i'd want to send her alone (laughs) okay what i'm saying is i wouldn't need to be and he could you know give my child uh rides on his shoulder like he just feels like a guy who would he would be friends with the whole family and there's just something that doesn't the flirtatious nature of the rock (laughs) is fun and banter but i don't often think when like they i don't think of him staring into the eyes of someone and they're staring back into his and there's like you think oh they're gonna kiss i never assume that i don't assume that he kisses anyone that seeing (laughs) seeing him well because again i picture him as the estranged dad or you know the separated dad dad who really cares for his kids but you know didn't work it out in the marriage or whatever. Like he, that's the role I picture him in. So as like a single, bat, like eligible bachelor guy, it seems like it feels a little weird. 
I don't know. But but also yeah. him oh okay. Secondly, every time I see Emily Blunt, I think in this movie she's married to John Krasinski. Like <laughs> yes in real life, but also in this movie. Like John Krasinski exists somewhere in the world of this movie and Emily Blunt is already married to him. <laughs> like that's what I think. Right. They're they are both yeah, they are both happily uh in their own worlds and they don't need to be together. And I think it is strange that they are butting into a that that is so crucial to the story is this type of romantic yeah your world enough for me which i love that phrase Mm, that is a good phrase it's gonna be my quote at the end of this podcast i'm just gonna tell you right now are we are we doing a spoiler horn are we just talking about we are gonna do a spoiler okay we will do a spoiler horn so i will save the, the very end but i just thought it was awkward and so back to the question of who did it better brendan fraser and rachel weiss or Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. I'm going to say Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz did it better. From a from a romance perspective, yes. Would I rather have Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who made his <laughs> Scorpion King debut in one of the Mummy movies? So there's your tie-in. Yeah, yeah. Would I rather have them fighting mummies? Yes. I'd rather have... I mean, if I had to choose a super team, I would go probably Dwayne and emily blunt yeah and probably the brother from this movie too i I think if you were going to put all three of them who's a better monster fighting team the three from this movie or the three from mummy probably the three from this movie but i will say rachel weiss probably has a like egyptologist like the historian like knowledge of how to get the mummy back in the, the tomb or whatever i feel like she has that knowledge you know what i'm saying Okay, yeah, because it's not like Emily Blunt's botany degree uh, helped her <laughs> uh, fight Snake Man. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so do we talk about the conquistadors? I mean, the, the whole plot of this movie is wild because Disney is basically <sighs> injecting a spectacular plot into a, <laughs> to a boat ride. The motivations in this movie are in a lot of ways nonsensical. It really does feel like, all right, we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have Emily Blunt. Do we need a plot? Yes, we need a plot. Do we need this movie to be two hours long? <laughs> do we need the German, no, the German guy never. in the submarine? I mean, do we need? Did we need him? I mean, I mean, yes. Yes, <laughs> you just wanted him for yes, the accent. I, I did. I did enjoy his his smiles. Yeah, and talking to the bees. What is there? You have found the riverboat, not the riverboat, the arrowhead. I do have to say, the plot, the motivation of people. Let's discuss it mm-hmm. real quick, yeah, because it makes little sense. Emily Blunt and her brother come to the jungle in Brazil, come to the Amazon. The Amazon, yeah. And there, they are trying to find the tears of the moon, which are petals that will help with heal people. <laughs> the, the MacGuffin <laughs> in this movie is the people. petal. They will help with heal people. I'm, I'm keeping it in. Perfect. They come <laughs> yes. all the way across the world. Her motivation is just be, I don't know if it's scientific discovery or just, I'm just I think altru- here to uh, altruistic. People. I think she wants yes. to bring healing to the world. To the world. The brother is here because she was there for him and he has been sort of an outcast in society, which I thought, again, was a really sweet scene 
of him basically being like, listen, I, I was ousted from my family because they found out I was gay and my sister was there for me. Therefore I will jump into a volcano for her. I thought it was a very sweet motivation for him, but also betray her at the drop of a hat, but we won't go there. But also, (laughs) well, it was a trolley. It was a trolley problem. It was either betray her or betray a village of all sorts of people. Anyway, I like, I like that trolley problem pull. That was very good. They then are like, we need to get a skipper. They end up choosing Dwayne The Rock Johnson to go on this mission. Yeah. All of the motivations for this. And then there are these four conquistadors, which we hear in the most convoluted early plot scene, which are like, they've become uh, B-level Pirates of the Caribbean villains. And for 300 years, the jungle ravaged their bodies, turning them into the monsters they are today. They are also looking for this pedal. Yes. Right? Because they want to reverse the they curse. They are under a curse. You have to reverse the curse. Yep. Reverse the curse. Now, the, the curse is somewhat confusing, but basically, like, don't leave the river. But also, they were trapped in a place where they couldn't get to the river, so their bodies became Davy Jones' crew. Jungle edition. Yeah, that, that was a little bit, like, <laughs> hand-wavy. Like, just believe this. Like, it's fine. No problem. Right. We'll talk about later why. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then you have just... A, a German U-boat, just around, <laughs> just around. Also looking yes. for the pedals, yeah, because they want to win the war. And you have Paul Giamatti, who just wants to have more boats, right. right? That that setup does not need to be like going to find pedals that maybe heal something, but also they're the things that three different groups of people are looking for. Is not a strong motivation. To enter a perilous journey. You don't think so? I mean, the conquistadors, I get it. <laughs> the fact that at the same time that she's going, that this German crew is going, and that they go through all this peril, and it's all, they go like risking life and limb, yeah. seemingly never circling back to, is it important that we find this thing that can't be found or hasn't <laughs> been found before? Yeah. The motivation has to be pretty strong in order to be like, listen, my brother may die. I may die, but um, yeah, we're gonna go find the pedals. I guess that that would have added some stakes if, like, the brother had some chronic illness and was close to death. You know, yeah, that would have, that would yeah. I think I wanted more stakes in the main in the main group. Right. Even as we discussed later, even Dwayne, he has motivation too. Yes, but not seemingly motivation that inspires him to move with any haste he's kind of like well yeah this aligns with my interests as yeah, well which i got questions how convenient i got questions on his part of the thing too but i did i will say it was there was a lot going on even the opening scene did you believe the german guy could fight like that i don't know if i believe that <laughs> when he was beating everybody up with his cane. yeah i mean yeah i enjoyed it but i also was unsure he didn't want the the guys at the auction house to know his name because he was a German captain, or he was like the, the prince, something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, he he said he was a prince multiple times, which Oof. I don't think they did that in Germany. I don't know. So we need to rate this movie because then we have to talk about some spoiler stuff after it. Yes. So of course, on a scale of zero to five, petals, as in the petals of the tree of not the tree of life. What is it called? It's the the tears of the moon. Tears and rain. Tears of the moon. Yes. I will. Is it? Am I going first this week? <sighs> I think so. I'm going to give this movie. Mm, I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four pedals. I, I think this is rewatchable. My Whoa. kids want to rewatch it again. Even though the romance was weird. That's why I got minus one. Mm. I still love seeing Dwayne the Rock Johnson in a movie. 
Full stop. That's the only requirement. Is it Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a movie? Okay. And Emily Blunt is great. Again, romance is weird, but there's a lot of fun stuff in it. The the action is fun, and I I unexpectedly liked it. It was was a lot of fun. So I know it's a high rating, but I think there's also rewatchability. So what do you give this thing? Man, I think I'm going to... I was in between two and two and a half. Oh, my goodness. So I think I'm going to give Jungle Cruise two and a half pedals. I don't think you can give a Dwayne The Rock Johnson movie... Two and a half I can, I and think- I think if you all look back to Skyscraper and, <laughs> oh, that is true. and San Andreas, I'm pretty sure I have a history of not giving those high marks. I gave those movies a four, too, probably. I'll have to go back and listen. I do have to say, back to, this is Nate's zany analogy time, uh, Okay, what this movie okay. is to me. Are you ready? Sure. This movie is a taxidermied pet displayed on a shelf. <laughs> Here's why. Okay, Sure. This, the the family's pet dog passed away, sadly, and now has been stuffed and sits pretty lifelike on a shelf. Mm. And I believe that this movie has all of the look of a real movie. But I do feel like there is something of going like, well, listen, you love Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. love Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. You love Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just give you all of those ingredients together? And I feel like you can come by and you can pet that dog if you want. But there's something lifeless behind those marble eyes that were inserted into your <laughs> your sweet, sweet Rufus. No, no. And I think this movie has, there's something hollow in it from the standpoint, not their charisma is obviously still there. Right. But I think it has the ingredients of a movie. Yeah, we need to put in some suspense. Mm-hmm. We need to put in some romance. We need to put in some action. We need a CG bad guy. We need a Giamatti bad guy. We need a comic relief, and we need a joke or two, and we need a happy ending. And ta-da, it's a movie. But then it's like then asking at, at the end, you're like, yeah, that was good. That was good. Did, by the way, Martha, did that dog ever move or bark? No, honey, that was that was a taxidermy dog. <laughs> and I think after the movie, I think, yeah, that was that was kind of a fun. Wait a minute, <laughs> that was just kind of pieces of what a, makes up a movie all put together. And they try to trick me into thinking it was real, a real <laughs> cohesive movie. Can I one one other question? Do you think do you think John Krasinski would have been better? Instead of Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie? No. No one would be better than Dwayne The Rock Johnson in this movie. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> except except maybe, as we will discuss after the spoiler horn, his Spanish heritage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the spoiler horn. So just to touch on Romance Corner one more time real quick. <laughs> He kisses Emily Blunt at the end. Uh-huh. I don't buy it. Like, I don't buy the right. I don't, I don't like it. I don't think the movie does either. If I remember correctly, I don't think it shows their lips connecting. You know how back in, like, yeah, yeah, musical yeah. theater, you put you the like hold you up put a piece of paper in between. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think there was something. Even the movie makers are like, I don't think this looks right. Yeah. It, it, it's best if they're sharing bubbles under the water. That should be the extent of their lips touching. Yeah, it just it felt weird. It kind of culminated the weirdness of the of the romance <laughs> corner. So, I, yeah, I do enjoy a picking up and swinging it around. I think that's nice. I could have used a scroll instead, which oh. for Mott's listeners, that is my term for 
as you see in all movies, a forehead-to-forehead touch, just like the scroll people in Captain Marvel. Yeah, Jim. Okay, the other, <laughs> just morality corner. Ooh. At the end, you know, there's this big fight scene around the tree, and we get to the point where Dwayne Johnson has to trade his own life to basically trap the evil conquistadors again as as mm-hmm. like stone statues on the wall he basically sacrifices himself and he also becomes a stone statue and so now we have emily blunt right and her brother they're now safe a weird part of the curse is basically if they can't get you back to the river you turn to stone you become stone but this curse is very complicated a, but you become stone and then over time your stone body becomes becomes bees becomes bees, bees. <laughs> the, whatever that tribal leader guy that was speaking the curse he must have had a very long he time to do a very verbose <laughs> curse if you can't get back You'll to turn the, the river, stone. your if body you're becomes stone, stone for too long. and the stone can eventually <laughs> <Basically>, become bees. <laughs> it was very complicated. So now Emily Blunt has the choice. She has one petal, which this tree that had a thousand petals like a second ago, like it's hard to believe she only has one now. She chooses to use that one petal to bring Dwayne the Rock Johnson back to life rather than take that petal home and study it to hopefully heal all diseases across the entire earth. The way this tree works <laughs> it's very is so, so complicated. It requires a type of moon that I don't remember. It's, like a, the, uh, it's a tear moon. Know, the, 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 the jello moon. Yeah, the ambrosia moon. Yes, <laughs> the tear moon. The ambrosia moon referred to our bonus episode. That's right. It requires that poking through a little hole. And it, it's got a pretty small hole. Now, apparently, it can also shine through a side window. So you do get a little... This tree probably gets exhausted of coming to life and dying. <laughs> this is life, yes. But it, it also requires a little piece of red stuff from the inside of a what they thought was a arrowhead. It really is a heart. Right. You have to break that, yeah, so then put that back together, yeah. and requires both of those placed inside of something at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. If that... So it's not just the moon that it's both of those, right? That work. Yes, you need both to do it. Yes, there are so many petals that appear when they do it. Why? And there's a group of like I don't know, twelve. Right, all there. bunches. Why are people not just plucking? I, yeah, petals off willy nilly. I don't know. You would think. You would think she's running around as this thing is dying, and I'm like, just start grabbing stuff. I know. I know. And, anyway, anyway, okay, so she has one petal. So she has one petal. Sorry, back to And she point. uses it on Dwayne Johnson rather than possibly heal the, all diseases that exist in the world. Now, when you say use it on Dwayne Johnson, this is the part in, the, in like a video game, a point-and-click adventure, where you're like, <laughs> yeah. how do I use flower petal on stone face? Right. And then it's like Clippy pops up and goes, hey, <laughs> have you tried shoving the, shoving the flower inside of the stone mouth? <laughs> <laughs> not even shoving like it turns like Dwayne Johnson's mouth turned into a vacuum he just like sucked the petals would in. would ha- would have loved if she had taken her finger and just kind of <laughs> like get shove it in there in there <laughs> so weird good good thing he had his mouth open when he turned that his is stuff. a good thing I guess you'd have to shove it up his nose up the nose yeah but you know conveniently the moon comes in through a hole in the wall and she's able to get a second pedal. But if she was not able to do that, I mean, is, isn't there some moral imperative to, like, you know, save the whole world over the one guy? I mean, that's kind of a, a Thanos view, but... Well, this is the thing that I thought that she was doing, which, again, I thought this was even 
it was sweet, but like yes, in the the more morality, like her whole motivation has been the greater good, right? right. Throughout that's why she's thing. there at the risk of her life and her brother's yeah. life. It's been like I'm caring about humanity to be like, listen, your your romance is so strong that you're willing to go against your whole motivation for the whole movie in order to. And I'm not sure if she thought she was going to save him. Right. I thought what she was doing, which takes an understanding of the curse that none of us, the viewers, have. But it's like, okay, I guess this is how she thinks it works, which is a gamble. Put the flower petal on the stone man lips, and he is inside there trapped. Right. But, like, conscious and, like, living. And I thought, I thought the petal was, like, killing him what? i thought she was i thought the pedal was not to re, re, revive him but to free his soul to die because he he's basically talked about like i've lived my life i'm ready to go right. which we, and i thought that's what it was we didn't mention it was like you you hear an exhale of like and i thought oh, okay he's free right like he's no longer trapped inside of the stone the stone is just a husk which we didn't say if our listeners did not watch this movie but went past the spoiler horn because they don't care Apparently, Dwayne Johnson... He wants to die. Well, he also is one of these... He was a part of the conquistadors. <laughs> he, was a, he was a Spaniard in the 1400s. He was a Spaniard. This Samoan man. But, what, you know, through a course of events where the conquistadors were evil and tried to, like, you know, hurt this tribe because they wanted the petals for themselves, Dwayne Johnson defended the tribe, and because of it, he still has the curse where he can't go far from the river, but he also will live forever and can't be hurt, it seems like. Him as a conquistador <laughs> does not work. It's the weirdest. Like, it's not hard. It's not hard to write him into that story in a way where this American-accented person yes. in this movie, couldn't he have been... I don't know. Couldn't he have been a different person that like somehow joined up with the conquistadors to help them? Or he was like, yeah, again, I don't, I don't exactly know. know how that makes sense, but there's something about him in conquistador world. Him seeing that's like, wait, him a in minute. that helmet in span, him speaking in Spanish is like, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. But also him in that conquistador helmet with like long hair, like a wig. <laughs> it looks so funny. Like it just looked legitimately like a joke. <laughs> It was like this is so weird. I'm like, wait, you were a conquistador. So anyway, he's basically been immortal, but because he's been able to hang out at the river, mm-hmm. he still looks great, and he's not all decomposed, right? Which is so convenient for the good conquistador to have a curse that's not like super bad for him. Yeah. So that was weird. There is no reason that 400 years of Dwayne Johnson running that river that he should have like a shoddy boat and he should be at all worried about Paul Giamatti. He said he literally he should be running he built that town. He should be running that. He said he literally thing. built yeah. that town from scratch over like 400 years. He should years. basically be like he should be the Paul Giamatti of the town. Yeah, exactly. He should have all the comforts he wants. Right. And be like I run this place. These are all my boats. This is my thing. Yeah. And if you have a problem with that, just try to stab he, me. Then, Guess what? Can't yeah. kill me. <laughs> yeah, if you have a problem with that, why don't you hold on for 50 more years? Because you'll be dust and I'll still be <laughs> here, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, forever. That was weird. Okay, but back to the end. Yeah. Emily Blunt chooses to give him the pedal to maybe kill him or maybe to revive him and sacrifice the one chance for the world to have the healing powers of this MacGuffin. Yep. <laughs> Did not seem in line with her character, but the best line of the movie... 
then the world, you know, then that's world enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I guess that follows the moral of the story. But yes, I'm with you. I had the thought of, you have the one pedal? Why don't you just tear it in half and give him a half and see if that sort of half revives? Yeah, what is it? What about that? What about that? I had those questions. Does too. he need the whole pedal? I don't, again, it's confusing. But conveniently, like most things in Disney movies, the the final stakes don't actually stick. Mm. Dwayne Johnson doesn't stay dead, right. and they end up getting more pedals. Right. I would have liked, when the sacrifice makes sense, is like, you did lose something. They still got had their, you know, pedal cake and ate it too. Okay, so he he is like mortal now. Yes. Because that pedal, like, because he was able to like go to England. And apparently doesn't uh, Last Crusade age super fast, which was a bit of a concern oh, for me. Right, it's like, right. once he's mortal, does all his years no, catch up with no, him? No, no, no. He's just, he ages normally He's fine. Now. Age is yeah. normal now. Do you think that Dwayne Johnson's character is happy in London at the end? Because I also had a little bit of thought of, like, is he enjoying this? He's had to stay by that dumb river for 400 years. Yeah, I think he's glad, okay, he's so glad he to get away. He, okay, so he hasn't grown a... Yes, okay. Yeah. So the joy for it is not... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And also, so are we to believe that they had a, they brought back a bunch of petals and now like the world's illnesses are healed? I had questions about that because, you know, he's addressing this forum or whatever that didn't fund him and they're kind of i don't know making him feel bad about that <laughs> but i did want to have like a i don't know post-credit scene of them going into a hospital and like healing a hundred people i don't know it it seemed a little you get a pedal you get a pedal <laughs> or because i also don't you know when there's magic involved in something like that i don't typically then believe you can science the magic out and make a pill <laughs> that does the same thing you know what i mean right it was discussed as if emily blunt is a scientist who with a you know a, a doctor of botany will then be able to take a pedal and like get a uh, an elixir from it or get some sort of yeah. medicine from it at some point in time this movie basically goes nope magic is real curses is real this is pirates of the caribbean this is exactly Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a little bit mummy. It's a lot of Dwayne and Emily. But at that point in time, the science goes out the window, and it's like, yes. Right. It is basically, you do not need to like find the molecules and the formula. You know, like the <laughs> you don't need to find, you know, like, oh, we need to break this down and find its components. It's like, nope, it's magic. <laughs> it's tree magic, tree. Brazilian tree magic. Yeah. And no one in this movie seems surprised that there is magic in this world. <laughs> they react to Dwayne Johnson being a 400-year-old conquistador as if I told you, hey, I need to tell you something. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's good to know about you. And not freaking out and being like, we can no longer be friends. You have no blood. <laughs> she, she also, I think, gets more infatuated with him once she learns that. She gets into yeah, him gets into because him. he's 400 years old. Yes. She looks at him like, like she gives him a look pretty soon after that. Like, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. You're a cursed conquistador. Yeah. I mean, I would too. I mean, let's be real. I mean, it's yeah, it's sort of like, but it's not at the beginning of your dating profile, <laughs> but it is something you find out on date three. Like, oh, wow. Model train collector. So wait a minute. Okay. You're not going to age. You do have And that. I'll be... Anyway. It gets coming. And I, yeah, you'll say looking like this, and now we have to live on this river. Forever. <laughs> before, we, before I do a little ending shtick, I do want to mention to our listeners, uh -huh. you know, this comes out after Black Friday, 
But you still got Cyber Monday if you listen to this the day it comes out. And so I just wanted to remind everyone. Be safe out there. Yeah, that too. But we also have a merch store. And that merch store is actually open all year round. And if you would like a Movies on the Side shirt or sweatshirt or dad hat or stickers, you can go over there. And I've put all the prices basically at cost. And uh, yeah, you should go buy something. It's at motsfam.com. Or there'll be the link in the podcast description. But uh, you can get some Movies on the Side merch for that friend or family member that has never heard the podcast, but you really like it. And so you can get a merch with our name on it. Motsfam.com. How you like that, Nate? Wonderful. Yeah. That was very, very good. While you were doing all of that, gobbledygook, yeah. I was getting distracted by an ad or a little side thing on the side of IMDb. Yeah. Jesse Plemons who plays the German prince, who we didn't talk about, but is a fine bad guy because he looks super smarmy. Yeah, yeah. In real life, he is married to Kirsten Dunst. Excuse me? Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons, 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 Plemons. What? Plemons are married in real life. She was in Jumanji, which is also what Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, and by Kevin Bacon, I mean Dwayne Johnson. It Time is a flat circle. What, what has Kirsten Dunst recently? What is, what is what has Kirsten Dunst done recently? What has she dunced recently? Let me see. <laughs> Let's see. The power of uh, the... The power of the dog. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. The power of the dog. She was in a Black Mirror episode. What, I don't know what that You know is. the power of you the dog. <gasps> Look at the power. Hold on a second. Wait, is that Benedict is Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie? Wait, he is in this movie too. Jesse Plemons is in Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. The power of the dog. I'm looking at Benedict Cumberbatch in the cowboy. on a horse in <laughs> sort of a cowboy getup. What? Yeah, this is what she's been in. Whoa. I think we might need to do that movie, Nate. Steven, I I'm already concerned about his American accent. As a cowboy. <laughs> and as Doctor Strange, I think cowboy is one more degree. Or maybe that's better. Yeah, I think because if big. you go southern, you can kinda you know, you really affect your voice and it'll fit. Anyway, so if anyone wanted to know sort of power couples Whoa. of uh, Hollywood, Kirsten Dunst and Jesse I won't say his last name again. Sorry, Jesse. Uh, and they're both in The Power of the Dog. Uh, can I, check it out, Benedict. Now Cumberbatch. that you just said that, can I just say, that means probably at one point on set. Oh, no, never mind. Kirsten Dunst was no, there? No, 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 no. I, I don't know why. I was about to say that he had to watch Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt kiss, but that doesn't matter because <laughs> he, he's not married to Emily Blunt. Listen, I don't know. we all had to watch Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt kiss, yes, and we yes. were all a little bit troubled. Yeah. Do you think John Krasinski got, uh, you felt any certain way? No. No, this is acting. It's is all that it means as much to them as you handshaking somebody. It's, it's, it's not like you're trying to put yourself in the position of this is my high school girlfriend and she's in Les Mis and she kisses Jean so, Valjean. So, wait a minute. It is not the same for these actors. No one kisses Jean Valjean in Les Mis. Uh, do not. I, it was a pole. A ran- okay. Uh, <laughs> like, no one. They were Belle no and, one does and that. he was the beast. Wait a minute. Okay. Are you saying that if your wife's favorite movie star crush came and they had to, for some odd reason, do a, for do a, do a scene? Kiss? Yeah, for a movie kiss? Yes, it would be fine. 
You would have no problem with that. Now, if it's off camera and Dwayne Johnson comes to my house and kisses my wife. So you're saying. Yes. I would be a bit concerned that she would wrap her arms around him and they would go off together. But in a movie, no, I'm not concerned. Okay. I I would like you for a future episode. Please ask your wife who that person is, actor, and uh, what she thinks about that. (laughs) I'd be curious. Okay. Or or if she would feel funny if you did a scene with uh, whoever in a, in a real movie in a real movie showing in theaters. Yeah, let's say you starred in Morning Glory me? instead of Harrison Ford. Yes, and you you were going to kiss uh, what Harrison Ford's character. No, you're not going to kiss yes. Harrison Ford. Kisses you're going to kiss Rachel McAdams. Kisses Diane Keaton. I'll kiss Diane Keaton. You're going to sure. kiss Rachel McAdams, but it's a scene for a yes. movie, so it's fine. For a movie, ask. Yes. I need you to ask Jill how she would feel about that. Okay, wonderful. This we'll is the five. This is a five-second kiss, too, at least. Okay, wonderful. This I feel like you've given me a prompt that someone would give me junior year of high school, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm up to the task. Listeners, let us know what you thought. This is for a movie. This is follow for a and movie. comment us at in on Instagram at movies on the side. Also, don't forget this to give us work. a five star rating and Kissing review. Rachel McAdams for work. <laughs> five star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to our bonus episode where we talked about Thanksgiving and Friendsgiving and Ambrosia. It was a great episode. You can support the show at patreon.com slash movies on the side or right in there in Apple Podcasts and get access to our bonus episodes. And as we always say, I'd kiss Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a movie. <laughs> That's not the question. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Here's the quote. If you're lucky enough to have one person in this life to care about, then that's world enough for me. Mm. It's so good.